This episode is powered by Flex Chargers. Hey everyone, this is Officially Legit. Episode 9, Jesus Christ. How did we make it out here? We're only one away from 10 episodes. That's crazy. You know, we thought about pulling an Apple move and just skipping 9 and going straight to 10, but we thought, we <laughs> 9, we need to have the solid 10, you know? Come on, Apple. Yeah, you know, we thank you everybody for making it this far, um, but yeah, we we'll hope to bring more, more for you guys. Nine more. Nine more after that. Over 9,000. Over 9,000. Um, this is Kat, a.k.a. Catalina, as in, it's a fucking Catalina wine mixer. Did we just become best friends? Yup. A.k.a. Episode 3 of Season 7 of The Office, where Michael Scott reenacts an entire episode of Law & Order as his audition for a musical. Me. A.k.a. Catnap, because people out there sleeping on me. AKA American Horror Story, you sent the screenshot to the person you just screenshotted. Congratulations, you just played yourself. AKA the Filipina Colada. Oh man, you already know, it's your boy Wilson. AKA your favorite Dominican. Ya tu sabes que estamos activados aquí. Cuando tu me ves en la calle, dime lo que lo que. AKA been a fake member of Dipset since Joel said, I know what the ladies like, need a man that's polite, listens and takes advice. AKA Jericaholic since 1999. AKA I hear respecting women. Speaking of which, last week's convo made some people feel like I really don't. Fake news, pal. AKA let's vibe and listen to some final shorty. Just don't ask me why I'm not texting you back because that's irrelevant. <laughs> I was your yeah. recap. <laughs> um, my week was up and down. So I guess September is just the month of L's. Um, thought it was just one week, but no, it's the whole month. And thankfully, it's October. Happy October 1st, everyone. This is the best month of the year. Facts. And hopefully, you know, my luck will turn around. Um, a cool thing that happened was I saw John Mulaney. I don't know. Do you know who he is? I do not. John Mulaney is a hilarious stand-up comedian. He has, like, three Netflix specials, or three specials on Netflix. And I saw him live at the uh, Mahaffey Theater in downtown St. Pete. And this is like the first time I saw a stand-up, like a big stand-up show at a actual like theater setting. And it was way cooler than watching on TV because he actually like incorporates St. Pete into his comedy. <laughs> and he was just, he was talking about like watching the CNN coverage uh, as people were preparing for Hurricane Irma and just how ridiculous CNN was being. And it's just like, yeah, yeah, that was, that was their life. Yeah. <laughs> I, man, like, like, I, I, I gotta check him out. You gotta check him out. He's really funny. And, uh, but for the most part, my week has been pretty sad because for, I've been an iPhone owner for six years, never cracked the screen. Never. Even though I dropped it a million times, I have never actually cracked the screen. And for the first time in those six years, I cracked the screen. And I did not just crack it. I, like, shattered it. And I, it's really hard to read. And the, the way that the lines on the screen are, it, like, 
when I'm on Twitter, it covers up the line where you would see a reply line. So I'm not sure if someone's responding to someone. <laughs> it's really frustrating, okay? And um, so I, I still haven't, it's been like almost a week and I still haven't gotten a replacement for it. Um, so I thought of a solution though, and it's pretty economical. I put it in a sandwich bag. <laughs> And she's not actually, <laughs> actually, it's not that bad because I can still like I can actually still use the fingerprint thing to get in, and I can still use the screen and stuff, and it protects my fingers from getting all cut up. Um, and it's waterproof now. <laughs> so, and I just you know when I need to replace, I just change it out, switch it out. It's really quick. It's really easy. And I know you know there's screen protectors that you have to pay for. So that it's harder for people to look at your phone and read what people's texting you. Well, just shatter your phone. No one can read it. <laughs> just a quick little shatter. It's all good. It's all good. Yeah. Um, but I was planning on getting a new phone anyway soon. This is an iPhone six. iPhone ten is about to be out, so I feel like eh, maybe. It. But I I deserve this, I guess. I saw that like you had an interaction with with Sprint on Twitter. How'd that go? It <laughs> was about your phone. All right. All right, so knowing me, immediately after something tragic happens, I have to tell the internet about it. And I was so distraught that I was like, you know, after six years of being on my phone over, uh, I share my phone, I'm so sad, my heart looks just like my phone does right now. And then I get a notification from Sprint. They commented on my tweet. And, I, and then it started off with like, that's so sad, sad face. Why don't you check out our deals? And I was like, all right. I feel like I was misled because when I saw that, I thought I was told I totally just won a prize. I want a new phone. Congratulations. Twitter is here for you. No, it was it was a trick. It was a lie. They got you. They got you good. Yeah. I'm still sad, but I'm hoping that it being October, the best month of the year, just had to reiterate that, that things turn around. Maybe your luck will change, you know? Yeah, I try, I'm hoping that I start winning like Cardi B hitting number one on the Billboard Hot 100. Congrats, Cardi B. I don't know if she's still number one, but still, she still made history by hitting number one and being, what was it, the first um, the female first, rapper. Yeah, female rapper since Lauryn Hill. Yeah, without any features. So, yeah. in 19 years. So, congrats. She beat that Taylor, Taylor Swift song. <laughs> you know, like I feel like she like she did that for all of us. You know what I mean? Like like we're all happy that she did that. Mhm, mm mhm. Mm Apparently, Taylor Swift sent her flowers after she hit number one. Like... Yeah, she's so petty. I don't I don't know why. <laughs> like, like maybe maybe it was genuine, but I feel like just because it was her, it was a snaky move. You know. Yeah, I don't trust that. But um, Cardi B actually in an interview, she's like, I actually love that song. Um, Look at what you made me do. And she started singing it, and I just thought that was hilarious. Yeah, like, <laughs> I've seen, seen, like, an Instagram video where she's, like, dancing to it and everything. Like, yo, like, that's that's a petty slap back. That's kind of petty, too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's all entertaining. How was your yeah. week? Man, my week was kind of crazy, to be honest. Um, we went out, we went on sale for uh, the SoCal. Mm. SoCal Rolling Loud. Yeah, it's kind of hectic. We're trying, just trying to get everything done and situated before we went on sale. 
other than that, it's been like a work-filled week. We're less than a month away from the Bay Area show. So like just trying to get everything done, you know? Mm-hmm. Did you hit your goal of like how many tickets you wanted to sell in the first week? Um, I try not to have goals. That, that's the thing. Like, I, <laughs> I, I try. No, no, seriously, seriously. Because like you, you don't get your expectations way too high. You know what I mean? But it definitely has like a similar flow to the to the um, Bay Area for sure. That's cool. Are you gonna be able to do the over nine thousand meme? I gotta check. I haven't checked. I gotta check. I think I think so. I think so. We we definitely. It's crazy because like I I had my doubts. You know me. I had I had my doubts from like the beginning. I was like, man, this will suck. But like, that's me too. Every time I do anything, I'm like, man, I'm the worst. I suck at everything. <laughs> and then it's not until like the very end where like I if I did make it through, like DJ Khaled, yeah, right? the key is to make it. Um, it's not until the very last, um, the ending that I'm like, oh, okay. So it's not that bad. Exactly. No, like it's, it's, it's been a weird week. I went to see, uh, the Rickmobile in Fort Lauderdale on Friday. The Rick and Morty mobile. Yeah. It's called the Rickmobile. Well, I know, but I wanted to, for those people who are like me and don't watch the show, Rick yeah. and Morty. That that show is so popping. People don't realize how how many um people show up to those things. Legitimately, like the line was so big, like it was like probably a couple thousand people to be real. So just uh, just to take pictures on this car and buy some merch. So all it is is like a merchandise thing. Yeah, it's like exclusive merch, and then you take a picture next to the next to the truck. <laughs> so I thought about checking out Rick and Morty, but like a lot of their fans just are so annoying. <laughs> so I just wait, haven't done it. Wait, a lot of their fans are annoying? Yeah, like you haven't heard that like Rick and Morty fans are like, they think they're so intelligent because they watch Rick and Morty. They, I swear, I swear I've never heard that. I swear yeah, that's like, that's like the only thing that I know about it from like people on the internet ranting about Rick and Morty fans thinking they're above them. Because they're like, what? Really? Yeah, yeah. And they'll be like, yeah, you know, you if you like nihilistic humor like me and like want something deeper, then watch Rick and Morty. You know, like. <laughs> so that was wow. my best attempt. So um, yeah, I haven't, I haven't checked it out yet. But maybe I, I had no idea it was like that. Yeah, stop being so um, annoying, Wilson. Well, I must have you know that I'm not a big Rick and Morty fan. Yeah, that's. Mostly like you know fandoms. Sometimes yeah, no, people no, can be me. really obnoxious about them. Unlike the Law and Order SVU fandom, <laughs> where we're fine, I, we're cool. I heard there's a new season coming out, right? And they got like a whole new cast. Yeah, apparently. Um, I heard that Brooke Shields is going to be on it, which ties into um, a conversation later on in this episode. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I I'll probably if I catch it on on TV that I'll watch it, but I'm really here for Detective Benson and Detective Stabler. <laughs> I don't know who that is. <laughs> They're the main two people in Law & Order SVU. Listen, I, 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 don't, I can't really say that I've seen a full episode of Law & Order SVU. What? Why I'm would sorry. you say that? Why would you say that as you saw me like taking a drink from my cup? <laughs> I could have spit that out. I almost could have choked. <laughs> I, I, I'm not mimicking you when I say this, right? But like, it's like it's like you're to be like, why would you say that while I'm 
while I'm sipping a drink on my SVU cup in my SVU underwear. <laughs> um, I do not have Law and Order SVU underwear, but I'm gonna have to check if that exists. That's wait, good. wait, do you have an SVU cup though? <laughs> no, this is um, no, this is actually a mug of you know Car Talk. Car Talk. Oh well, it's basically so it's basically these two guys, these like two older white guys who I think like Massachusetts, they have like thick accents and um, they just talk about people call in with their car problems and they explain how to fix it. But it's actually really entertaining. It's even first people like me who don't know anything about cars. But yeah, that's a <laughs> That's so random, and you're drinking out of a straw in a mug. Okay. Which is even funnier. I only used the straw because I needed something to stir my coffee with, but now I'm. That's cool enough. I can. Okay, well, that's, that's 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 fair. That's fair. You know, this week this week has been kind of hectic. Aside from you know rolling loud and all that, and the and the, the Rick mobile, just everything in general has just been kind of crazy. When is when are things not crazy for you? Um, things probably won't be crazy for me in January for like a month. I don't know. I lie actually because Miami's gonna be on sale. Everybody, get your tickets for Rolling Loud Miami. Yeah, I think going on sale in December. Are you allowed to say um if it's gonna be the same like weekend or whatever, or is it the same weekend? No, no, that's already. I could tell you that's already public. It's already out there. No, it's uh, it's gonna be the weekend after. The weekend after what? Um, what it was this year. Oh, okay. <laughs> so instead of it being the first weekend, it's gonna be the second weekend of May. Oh, okay. I'll remember that. Yeah, it's 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 gonna be crazy. It's gonna be crazy, and that's not that's not taken away from the ones that we have currently coming up. But I think like everybody in general is most most excited for Miami because Miami is always the best. I mean, I'm excited to see how you top last year's lineup. You know, gonna, I don't. I I it's gonna what? It's gonna happen. I have total faith in you all that you're gonna figure that you're gonna like plan something crazy, but that was like the ultimate lineup. I feel like that you could have for a rap festival, especially being like the only rap festival around. Like you had everyone. Facts. No, we did. We definitely did. Well, is there a chance that Chance the rapper will be in the lineup this year? Fuck no. <laughs> No. Um, what do you mean? Every, no. It seems like everybody loves him. I don't. I, I will admit I don't really listen to much of his music, but he's he's like people love him, love him, and adore him. You know, like it, it's it's funny because um, this is a very extreme extreme example. Oh, you just dab. I just saw you. Just a little. Dab. Oh, I was I was coughing. <laughs> <laughs> so funny because it was like literally real quick too. <laughs> um. No. Uh. Like it's an extreme example. It's a very extreme example. But um, like loving, loving Chance, right? After I tell you this quick little story, it's the same thing like loving Trump. What? Same thing. Same exact thing. Same. All right, thing. all right. So what happened with you and Chance the rapper? All right. So you know, for for a while now, I've actually been considering talking about this on the podcast, but like I needed to make sure that like it was the right time to talk about it. You know. But I think not, now is a good time. So, friend of the show, does the intro music, Gats. He and I have been working together for like a few years now. Back when, uh, you know, he was, in, he was putting out this project, Starship Jericho, I was helping him out. And, you know, me being like plugged into a lot of different people, I was sending his music out to like, everybody. So I have some friends out of Chicago who work in this studio that 
happened to be that Chance was recorded. He recorded Acid Rapping. My friend that uh, works works in the studio, he where he's an R&B producer, so he didn't work with Chance, but he said that he was gonna get he was gonna get that music to the actual producer and engineer that um, worked on Acid Rap. So some time goes by, and I get an email saying, "Hey, can you send some more stuff?" So I told Gats, like, you know, I was in the studio with Gats, and like, I was like, "Yo, I'm gonna send some more shit out there." So I sent like a whole package like of songs, and well, it turns out that like they Chance's manager at the time, right, at the time, or, or one of his managers at the time, was in the studio trying to lock in some studio time and heard heard the guy playing like Rob's music. His manager hit me up and was like, hey, you know, like, this is dope. I, wa- I want to get you guys out here to record. You know what I mean? Like, um, we have. That's, that's cool. Go get. Right. He was like, we have, a, we have a project. We have a project coming out soon where there's Chance and a lot of indie rappers, right? And we're, we're, we, we want everybody to record here, though. What's um, here? In Chicago. Oh, okay. So um, I was like, yo, that's tight. Like, but um, can you give me more info? And he was like, yeah, I'm going to send you uh, details for uh, for flights and blah, 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 all this shit. Like, so I never heard back from him. Like, ever. time goes by like a month, like a month goes by and I hit and I hit um, my homie up and I was like, yo, like what happened? He was like, yo, the weirdest thing happened because like after that day, after that day, like I haven't seen them back at all. At the studio? At the, at studio. the studio? Yeah. So I was like, yeah, that's weird. Can you can you ask the, the engineer what happened? So he hits me back and was like, well, it turns out that Chance fired that manager. This is this is what happened. He fired that manager because the manager went went ahead and tried to get an artist can potentially make better music than he can. And it wasn't what? just Gats. It wasn't just Gats. It was other artists too. It was other artists too. It was just like Gats was like the tipping point what it was in the grand scheme of things is chance wanted to put out this project right where he was writing all the music so he could get full uh publishing for it for it so what happens when you write somebody's music you get publishing for it most of the time most of the time that's how it works because in the package in the email package that i had sent was that you know, like gatch is also a songwriter on top of being being a rapper so like the guy got offended he fired him he said he never wants to record there again because he had beef with like the studio too for even like entertaining that idea how did you hear that chance said all this who was it from it was from the engineer because he went to the studio and snapped on everybody basically not even six months not even six months go by and then i see that chance puts out this project with a group of indie artists named the social experiment and i look Mm -hmm. in the credits and chance wrote all the songs it was recorded in a different studio chance got chance got the bigger cut for every single song. It basically was made that way, even though he wasn't in all the songs. You know, I, I here, here's my issue. It, I never, I never made it seem like I wanted Gats to write all the songs or write his own song. We just wanted the chance to work with them. You know what I mean? We just wanted the chance to work with them. But he got his pride sort of like in the way. So you take um my situation with Chance and you couple it with what happened with MTV and Chance, how there was some negative articles on Chance and Chance went on this whole rant and forced MTV to take it down. He like said he was gonna boycott everything and all that. And because he didn't want people talking negative about him. And you what, take, what was MTV saying? MTV was MTV was saying basically that he's not paying producers, which was my third point. 
right? Which is my oh. third point. My third point is like Justice League and these all these other people. They're they're not they're not uh they're not getting paid for their work. He he in the newest project that he put out, he had like four songs with different producers were complaining about and not getting paid. Vince's excuse was that he didn't pay the producer company, but he paid the producer that produced it, right? But that's not how it works. That's not that's not how it works. If let's just say you you work for a a, a graphic agency, right? Mm-hmm. So let's just, let's say somebody goes to your place of work and tells you that they're gonna pay you, not the company in your company. They're, they're gonna in front of everybody else. They tell you that they're gonna pay you and not your company for doing this project. You'd probably get in trouble if you said yeah, right? Yeah. Right. That's the what? same. That's the same concept. He he went to Justice League and didn't pay Justice League. He paid the person that is underneath Justice League. But the thing is that the beat has like the Justice League tag on it. It says produced by Justice League and all that. It's like that. It's like that commercial when the old lady is like, "That's not how this works. That's not how any of this works." Exactly. Exactly. Couple that. Couple all of that. Right with the fact that he claims that he's for the people, he claims that he's independent, he claims that he um you know he's he's a regular dude. None, none of that none of that is true. All that is all that's false. Because like you can't you can't be you can't be considered independent. You can't be considered in, fully independent when you have a eight figure Apple deal. When you have Apple Apple legitimately paying for your your album pushing when you have a distribution deal from Apple where they're paying for a portion of your tour. That's a that's a slap in the face of the real independent artists like Tech Nine, like Currency, who are who literally pay for their own thing themselves. You know what I mean? Like chances of doing that. He's riding the independent wave and not being independent. So was he ever for real independent and when did that stop? He was independent when we were when we were trying to work with him, for sure. And th- that stopped once he got the Apple deal. It's like, how, how do I say this? You, you can't you can't be independent, right? You can't be independent and still get a whole lot of funding because somebody still gets a cut out of your product. Apple, like Apple Music and all that, right? Is an umbrella underneath Interscope Records. So by him getting a distribution deal from Apple, he really got an distribution deal distribution deal from Interscope Records. When he went on tour and he had all those like graphics of him making fun of labels and stuff, mm-hmm. Interscope said, hey, take it down. And what did he do? He took it down. But he didn't take it down for nobody else. It's just because he signed under Interscope. Mm-hmm. He signed under Interscope, but he's playing the, the, the independent role because that's part of his marketing. So it's all kind of a facade then. <laughs> big facts. All, all, all the biggest of all facts. Is that, man, so the more I learn about the music industry and just kind of like Hollywood too, how fake it is, it makes me really sad. <laughs> now, now, you know, like, I, I, I didn't want this story for me to be just like 100% bashing chance. Like, I'm not a fan of his music. Aside from all that, is I never, I, I'm, I've always been the one to say that, like, I never liked his music, right? But I do like what he does to the Chicago community. I will say that, like, that's that that is something that's admirable because that's like he he goes above and beyond to try to help the kids out there, which is cool. You know what I mean? I'm not taking that away from him, but 
this this public image that he has of being untouchable and like he does no wrong. He's been doing wrong. Like ask Rook from Justice League. Ask anybody, anybody he hasn't paid. All, ask his manager who he fired because he was big baby. Nah. Wow. Well, the fact that the some person was fired because he saw Gats's talent. That's kind of cool in a way. Yeah. Oh shit, that's so creepy. The door just opened. Okay. Anyways, um No, I'm a little I'm a little bugged out still that the door opened by itself like uh, uh, I'm just going to assume that that was air conditioning because that was really creepy. I mean, it didn't open like slow. Like, it opened pretty quick. Uh, that's, that relates to another thing we're going to talk about, ghosts. Yeah. This episode. Um, ghosts. But... <laughs> oh, man. You know who else is actually, like, a really big baby? On top I think of I know chance. who this is. On top who? of chance. You know who else is a really big baby? President Chico. The one and only. Man, so I didn't think that Trump could be any worse, right? I He is an awful person from the get-go, but wow, he continues surprising me. Well, not maybe not surprising, but just like, I'm just flabbergasted. <laughs> <laughs> All right, where do we even begin? So last week we were talking about how, you know, he just decided to start shitting on Kaepernick and all the NFL players that are kneeling to, pro- right. to protest police brutality. And he made it into this sort of thing, how they're disrespecting the flag and they're protesting the flag and the national anthem. And I guess I do have to give him some sort of like credit for being a villain because in a way he was successful in distracting people from the actual issue by making it into the national anthem. Right, but, right. He did a good job doing that. So whether or not it was intentional, in a way, he succeeded by that. So he started a, a war with North Korea. And then he made, the, he, he made a, this thing about the kneeling. And then now he is, I guess, going to shit on the, on Puerto Rico when they were going through this tragic time. He gets a kick out of this. Every, every morning he wakes up, he's like, oh, well, how can I make everybody mad today? I mean, it's like the definition of a reality TV star. You do whatever you can to cause as much drama. You make yourself a hated character so that people will talk about you, so that you stay relevant. Like, maybe this is just, like, how he is as a person. Like, he has this reality star mentality that he brought with him to the White House. Oh, I definitely feel like he's a real-life douche. Like, it's not fake. Like, he really really is about this douche life. Like... So there's like a humanitarian crisis going on in Puerto Rico right now. And, you know, the leaders are literally begging for, for people to help, for the U.S. to help. Then you have Trump from a golf course that he's lounging at saying that Puerto Rico just wants everything done for them. That, you know, basically calling all, all of them lazy where he's like taking his, what, millionth trip to the golf course? You know. I don't think there's ever been a president that golfs as much as he does. I bet he sucks, too. Probably. He looks real stiff. He looks stiff. <laughs> he, don't, he can't move his hip. He's going to break. You know what I mean? <laughs> Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Like, I, I don't know how it's possible, to be honest with you, how we're in October 1st, right? We're on October 1st, and he really hasn't gotten impeached yet. Like, I, I'm not, like, like, yeah, like, it sucks. Like, Mike Pence is trash. You know what I mean? But, mm-hmm. like... 
the motions aren't even there yet. Like, this guy has done more impeachable offenses, to be real, since he got elected than I think any president has, like, ever. If he, okay, first of all, I don't see how his supporters, like even his diehard supporters can exp- can explain or back up what he said about Puerto Rico. Like that was just. Yeah, that's inexcusable. That's inexcusable. I would love to see, unless you're like openly racist and like you hate brown people, like, okay, that makes sense to me that you wouldn't want to help them <clears throat> and that you'd stand by what Trump said. But even right. if you were like trying to play the whole, oh no, I'm not racist card, but all lives matter. Like, how are you going to back up what Trump said here? You're obviously you don't think all lives matter if you're if you don't want to help Puerto Rico. You know, I, it, it's it's so funny because um, throughout the whole week, throughout the whole week, we've seen all a different whole wide wide range of people just like tweet Trump. Yo, you gotta help, dickhead. <laughs> Uh, like I, I don't, I don't know um, if he's getting these tweets. But like when you see Mark Anthony, the legend, the the real president of Puerto Rico, come out and basically, uh-huh. basically saying he's not doing his fucking job, then you know, you know it's real. You know it's real. Yeah, and you know Rihanna reached out to him as my true president, <laughs> saying, "Don't let your people die like this." It's a real, like it's a real crisis right now, and it's just. I wish I could just be like, like, I want to like take him by his like collar, the collar of a shirt, be like, why are you doing anything? Why are you doing anything? Just um, remember, just remember all you MAGA fans that this reality that we're living in is your fault. <laughs> it's your fault. TBH, they probably won't, they won't feel any stress or in like any worry until something actually directly affects them. Right. I think, right. I feel like supporters like that, they kind of like, are in their own world like they think oh if you're having problems it's probably because of something that you did you know you're the one to blame there's nothing like um institutional that's causing you to suffer like this until something happens to them so i mean it's terrible it's terrible but um so trump with his american flag (laughs) cover photo of course he oh we need to find the one about fake news well, I can't find the specific tweet, but he told um, he told Puerto Rico, "Do not believe the fake news." Oh yeah, yeah, he did. It's like, do you obviously you don't actually know what's going on there because they don't have power, which means they don't have internet or TV, and they can't watch the news. Oh yeah, he tweeted to the people of Puerto Rico, "Do not believe the hashtag fake news hashtag PR strong." So that's just one of the ridiculous things that he's he's posted. Not only that, he went and actually like verbally attacked the mayor of San Juan. Oh, oh yeah, yes. So uh, the tweet there says, um, you know, results of recovery efforts will speak much louder than the complaints by San Juan mayor saying like the Democrats told the mayor of San Juan to um, to be nasty to Trump. And meanwhile, you know, people are sharing those tweets by Trump, but also like juxtaposing it with pictures of the mayor actually like chest deep in sewage water with a bullhorn trying to find people, actually putting herself in those dangerous situations to find any survivors. You know, it's it's crazy because like he he went and said that that Katrina and Sandy Right, that, that we were able to recover fast from it, but 
So with, with great leadership, Puerto Rico can, can recover fast too. He's trying to say that, that the leadership sucks there. And like, yo, like, mm -hmm. what kind of disrespect is that? Like while the country's going through it right now. That's another example of like shifting the blame onto the people who are suffering. Cause like, you know, this is not our fault. This is not our issue of our inefficiencies. You must be doing something wrong. And, um, you know, it falls back on kind of racist stereotypes of like Latinos being yeah, absolutely uh, ra being lazy. And I on CNN, they were talking about how like, okay, so you have all these supplies there. It's just an issue of like people of the supplies getting from A to B to like the hospitals, the people that actually need them. And if we had U.S. like troops, the National Guard or whatever, like actually there to facilitate the transportation, then this would be moving a lot faster. But they're not there. Right. Right. And they're not there because Trump doesn't care. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's crazy because you have all these celebrities and, and like, and you know, all these people like getting all these planes together to bring cargo over there. Right. But like, the Pitbull? One, like Pitbull, you know, Florida's president. <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Mr. Worldwide. Oh, yeah, the world president. <laughs> the world's president. Um, no, like, like he, like people like Jay Z. All, all these people are putting together efforts, and not the one person that's actually supposed to be. You know, mm -hmm. it's sad. It's sad. We, I'm saying we, not like us, but we as a country, right? We, we let this guy get into office, right? Mm -hmm. And he's not, he's not prepared for a situation like this. He's not. No, no. Has he been prepared for anything? I mean, I, I'll let we'll see what happens like this week. At this time last week when we were recording this episode, episode eight, I was already like, man, you know, Trump is actually attacking these NFL people. Like he's horrible. And then next week, I'm like, wow, he got even more horrible. Like, <laughs> who knew? Why? Who knew he could get worse? You know, and he's and he's he's doubling down again on the, the yes. NFL players. You know, saying mm -hmm. very important that NFL players stand tomorrow and always for the playing of our national anthem, respect our flag and our country. Mm -hmm. Like, yo, mm -hmm. Puerto Rico still has no food and water. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> but, but you got to mention about the NFL players. You know, and you know, someone someone probably. 100%. I would put money down to bet that Donald Trump had to be told that Puerto Rico is actually like part of the United States. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um I wonder I wonder to be honest like how many times Trump has actually went to Puerto Rico without without like going there for business like on vacation or something it, it, i wonder if he's out there thinking that they're not american yeah i mean he apparently like had a golf course built at puerto rico in puerto rico but then i have to like fact check this because i just like kind of saw it in a <clears throat> tweet but um apparently he had a golf course built but then didn't pay and so like puerto rico lost money on that because of that he's, endeavor. Just... he's such a dickhead it's <laughs> so crazy he's such a dickhead <laughs> hannibal burris this is last week, but he called Trump, you a hoe. And I just thought <laughs> that was pretty, that describes him pretty succinctly. He is, though. He is a hoe. <laughs> well, I mean, President Cheeto, President Cheeto has, has found a way, has found a way to get us to talk about him almost every week, which is sad because we're, we haven't once had 
anything good to say about him. It's no. literally it's literally how he's fucking up. Now every episode's gotta be like a world watch. Like, all right, are we still alive? We are still alive. The country hasn't if, been nuked yet. This podcast, the purpose of it is gonna change to chronicle the last like few days <laughs> that we live that we're living before the apocalypse and or the purge in this um started by Trump. Right. Man, I can't believe this clown's still in office. Like, like that's that's the one thing, man. Like, how is cheese cheese puff still in the office? Man, that's crazy. For like, I feel like there's no way that he's gonna make it. But the fact that he's made it into office, like, you can never predict anything. So we'll see. We'll see right. if we're still alive. <laughs> um, well, we know that he's old though, so like he might he might end up croaking like um, Hugh Hefner did. Oh, another. Old rich white guy that grinds my gears, <laughs> grinded my gears because he's dead now. I mean, let's talk about it, Cat. I I'm 100%. I 100% agree with how you probably feel. Like you probably feel like he's a terrible person, and I'm with you. I think he's a terrible person too. But my reason for thinking that he's a terrible person is probably different from the reason you think he's a terrible person. Really? Yeah. Let's go for it though. Go. All right. So, okay. so for those of you that don't know. Hugh Hefner, the ambassador slash uh, uh, majority shareholder of Playboy, passed away. Um, everybody knows him as a guy with the velvet red robe that had all the white women around him all the time. Right? That's, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's that's literally that's literally what we knew him as. He had a really cool crib, like you know what I mean. He had, he had a, yeah, he had a really cool crib, and like that's about as much and on the outside that we know about Hugh Hefner. Mm -hmm. So, I see a lot of people that have like uh, an issue with with people saying rest in peace and stuff like that to him because he was a dickhead. People say, oh, the girls had a bad living condition. And he was like pimping them out and all that. But how much of that it really bothers you, Kat? Um, I mean, pretty much everything that he did bothers me. So I can't really narrow it. That's, it all bothers me. <laughs> like, um, okay, so basically, like, under the guise of a sexual revolution, he profited, literally profited off of the sexualization, obje objectification of women's bodies and took it further and actually created, had this house where he, like, lived with all of his, like, playmates and girlfriends and kind of, like, passed them off to other people, had, like, creepy, like, relationships with people where that, like, there was, like, one girl who was, like, the daughter of one of his associates. Shout out to Anna for telling me the story. She, like, literally grew up in the mansion. Well, maybe not literally because I don't know if she lived there. She didn't. But she grew up. Hugh Hefner saw her grow up. And she eventually became like a playmate. <laughs> and it's, I mean, okay, like, yeah, she's an adult and everything, but that's still weird. And also, most mostly his interactions with his girlfriends are super weird. Like, he was, like, kind of R. Kelly vibes, you know, where he has, like, women that have chosen, quotation marks, chosen to live with him, but really, like, they feel trapped and they don't really, and it's kind of like an abusive situation where he says, like, "Oh, you are, you can't do anything without me." See, that's Maybe nothing. That's that's where the lines got to be drawn, though, because unlike the R. Kelly situation, right? Mm -hmm. All these girls have documents that they filled out agreeing to all of this. All of them have signed NDAs. 
All of them have signed consent forms. All of them have signed all these things going into the situation by themselves, not coerced. They knew what they were getting into from the get-go. Now, whether or not they felt like that afterwards, but this goes back to our conversation last week about people making choices, making sexual choices, right? If right. you if you know ahead of time what you're getting into, how much of it how much of it really really is 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 that guy's fault? So yeah, I think we both we like all agree. Whatever like a consenting adult decides to do is like their business, but I doubt that they consented to take that they knew that they were the extent to that they'd be doing like they'd be taking quaaludes and like basically being drugged and then having sex and then um or you know quotation marks having sex and right. I, I i doubt that like they knew that he was going to like be really derogatory to them like saying things insulting the way that they look blah 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 not allowing them to have like make money outside of the allowance right, that right. he gave. But actually that 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 part of it is actually not is not foreign for like businesses like that. Like it tells you like this is your this is your job. You can't get another job, basically. There might be documentation that they agree to, which is why it's probably hard to get out of. But the the he the way that he preys on people like young women that probably don't really understand what they're really getting into until they're really deep into it he you know he goes for that he's not gonna he's not gonna be as open as possible or else the girl's gonna be like hell no i don't want to do all this what right. <laughs> why would anyone do this okay so that that it, that sways into a whole different topic right of do you think these girls are just not reading into it because here's the thing nobody and this is like an actual fact all these like accusations that he's had nobody has had a success in actually suing him because everything when it comes down to lawyering up all his stuff was documented and when you talk about like getting drugged up and stuff like that like all of that is allegations you see what i'm saying all of that is allegations because everything is so closed in you know what i mean we don't know we don't know if those girls really got drugged up or they drugged themselves we don't know what they were into so that's that's the thing like the girls, they put themselves in a situation where they signed these consent forms to live there, to not be able to get another job, right? To not be able to get another job, to basically be hit. They're all his assistants. You see what I'm saying? They're all his assistants, and they do whatever he tells them to do. At, at what point At what point do we look at people just not reading what they, they sign? You know what I mean? Not not fully understanding that you, you're giving up your people your human rights, even <laughs> of your human rights when, when, when you sign these things, because it goes beyond that. Like, we were just talking about President Cheeto, like, with the with the Miss America stuff, right? Like, a lot of those girls, they have to sign, they have to sign NDAs and consent forms, you know what I mean, to not give up information of what happens behind those curtains. Yeah, well, there are two sides to this. I mean, you can, like, hate Hugh Hefner because, like, of the fact that he created Playboy, like, okay, it's one thing to like be, a sh for example, like a stripper and like take pride in that because that's like you, you know, that's like that person making their own money, like doing what they got to do. And whereas it's different when it's like this creepy dude, like kind of like profiting from that, you know what I mean? And then there's the other side of it with his like personal relationships that are just really, I mean, 
no, you're not going to, he has contracts to back all of these things up, obviously, because he's like pretty powerful in that aspect. But then you have like the testimonials from people who actually lived that life. And there's, you have this consistency where they're like, yeah, it was actually really awful. <laughs> and they didn't, they didn't know what they were fully getting into. And I mean, how much of that was on them that they just didn't, they were naive and how much of it was on Hugh Hefner, like purposely kind of manipulating them, how much of it was like over the years. Right, right. So um, I've, I've never worked for anybody that verbally brings me down, but in like, let's just say hypothetically in the situation that I'm currently in as a like sort of like a hired freelancer I I don't have nobody's gonna talk down to me right mm -hmm. like I'm nobody no I'm not gonna let nobody talk down to me but when you sign when you sign like your work rights away to somebody we don't like I guess like there's just a gray area there's a gray area of what we know and we don't know oh right? well, yeah for sure like I mean with contracts like legal stuff it's always there's always gray areas. Because, for example, what I, I brought up earlier, Brooke Shields, mm -hmm. um, I just found out this last night, when she was 10 years old, she and an 11-year-old girl posed for a Playboy publication where they were, like, nude. They were, like, they, yeah, their mothers, like, consented for them because they were underage. And, like, I did research and I, like, found the pictures, which I was not expecting, and it, it, they censored it. But, like, they were placed in positions where it was, like, soup, you know, it was like raunchy in a way and like they were naked and one of them was like fully naked and uh but they got away with it because contractually they were signed on as performers child performers versus child models so it did not technically fall under like child pornography which is bullshit so one of them actually ended up suing their mother for like having her do this as a child well i bet um, yeah, so like Brooke Shields is one of the people, and she's gonna be in Law and Order SVU this upcoming season. So I, I'm really interested to see that. So I, I swear this is not a, a plug. No, it's not. if if I could get Law and Order SVU to pay for me to promote them, oh my god, that's totally gonna be my gig. <laughs> um, but why so why do my, you not like my, Hugh Hefner? Yeah, my my beef with Hugh Hefner, right? It it goes with more of an appropriation thing so for years for years um leading up to like maybe 2005 2006 right the playboy mansion was known was known as like the spot for um for celebrities and like for athletes and to go into like party we could go back to like the 90s when like will smith threw a big big party celebrating the uh the 500th episode of Fresh Prince, right? It was like a huge party. He had like MTV, the cameras out there and everything. Um, then you could fast forward to when the Lakers won uh, the NBA NBA championship, the Shaq had a huge party there. The, the, the thing about, about the Playboy Mansion that I have a problem is, is they've for years like fed off of the idea of that like um, athletes and celebrities of color want just white blonde women. Right, hmm. and, and 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 it changed. It changed once they um recently in recent years they stopped going nude. Right, so like now Playboy isn't like a nude magazine anymore. Like now it's an actual publication where they have articles, where they have like people from ESPN write shit and stuff like that. Like they're not what it used to be. But back when it was like full nude thing, like you had like couple brunettes there. It was all white blonde women. I always had a problem with that because like I 
maybe it's because like I, I'm attracted to all kinds of women, right? So like mm-hmm. I felt like I was force fed that, like I was force fed that, and like that was an issue to me because I you always see you never see like um, Tom Cruise having a party out there. You never see like Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. Having a party. You always see like they they set up they set up these these parties to be for like you know you know athletes and celebrity of color. Wow. So I mean, mine was another one. He had a big party there. So centering um, like Euro standards of beauty is totally a reality and um, kind of feeding off of like men of color, like making, focusing their attraction on like on white women. That's totally a real thing too. And like, it's kind of a weird situation because then it's like, okay, so Hugh Hefner shouldn't have like oppressed just white women. He should have oppressed all women. (laughs) But so it's like, it's really weird. Um, there's actually an office episode that I want to reference, but I don't know if people will get it. <laughs> but like I said earlier, like I don't think people should, you know, if they want to choose do that with their body, it's it's having your own agency of your body. And yeah, I feel like growing up, I was also kind of like what was told was attractive was like white guys. I mean, I'm married to <laughs> one, but that doesn't. I mean, I I really like. I really like the the white guy that I chose. <laughs> but, no, I know I know what you mean though. Like I know what you mean. And Hugh Hefner like he capitalized on on that, on just catering to euro standards of beauty, um catering on like kind of like I mean he he used racism to his advantage, I'm sure if you like if we really were to get into it, but it's kind of like, I saw someone on Facebook, one of my friends on Facebook say it best, like he's kind of an example of capitalism, <laughs> like, um, you know, using sexism and racism to his advantage, but flipping it in a way that makes him look iconic and gives right. him money and makes him that's, profitable. That's a big fact. That's a big fact. Now, don't get me wrong though. Like on, on one separate aspect away from like the controversy, there is an admirable, businessman there somewhere somewhere right he was literally able to start this up off of nothing there is a good a good business story there it's like the journey of how you got there was kind of shady he had a very long running a long running successful business you know what i mean that he started literally off of like pen and paper well um yes from a okay so i'm gonna get kind of like left lefty here but um in this in this capitalist society that we live in yes it is admirable because he is like the definition of someone that will abuse and take advantage of what he can to make profit so in that aspect he did a great job <laughs> he did accomplish what what you what you can in this and what you're encouraged to do in the live world we live in so right like i said like i'm not <laughs> i'm not saying that how he got there was a the correct way, <laughs> the correct way. But he he definitely he definitely did something that like it, it's 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 hard to do. It's hard to do, even if he did it the dirty way, you know. Like you know, becoming president, and while you're actually a reality TV star, like you know that. Right. You can no, make a name for yourself. I definitely believe that he's a MAGA supporter. Oh my God! Yeah, I mean, he can pretend like he's friends with like he could pretend like he was friends with all these rappers and like you know people who aren't who don't look like him. But he's just, I think, using it to step up his own his own brand. You know? <coughs> his own platform. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I and think, you're right. 
like it, he it was intentional inviting like all these celebrities yeah certain I mean, celebrities over I, it doesn't get past me trust me it doesn't get past me i don't i don't i don't fuck with that i don't fuck with that at all and like um when 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 it comes to like president cheeto i feel like he's a he's a supporter of the playboy brand as well oh, oh yeah that's gross but yeah you're right <laughs> you know all, all of those girls look like his daughter oh yeah and i'm sure he notices oh my yeah. god all those like pictures of them together of, of trump and his daughter just weirds me the fuck out it's gross it's yeah gross. i went back to watch uh the saturday night live episode with uh larry david and trump what an awkward what an awkward episode you have larry david who hates trump <laughs> yeah <laughs> he hates trump and he like at the end of the show like you see like the the when you know Trump is saying like thank you for everybody or whatever and he had his daughter next to him he didn't have his wife he had his daughter next to him it's like so weird yeah and also side note curb your enthusiasm starting again tonight tonight you already know I, I don't have I'm gonna have to reactivate my HBO Go account I was waiting I was waiting until Westworld was gonna start <laughs> nah, but I'm so excited I'm so excited me too oh but. I will say that this week um, I've been learning a lot about what like how what people care about not disrespecting. So I heard a lot of people saying like, "Don't disrespect our flag. Don't disrespect our national anthem. Don't disrespect people who just died." And it's like, okay, so people, a lot of people, looks like they care more about not disrespecting an inanimate object and not disrespecting. <laughs> Um, someone who's dead, but I think people are scared about not disrespecting someone who just died because they're just afraid of being haunted by his ghost. <laughs> like, let's be real. Like, I mean, he can't he can't hear you, or can he? Yeah, and people just don't want people just don't want a paranormal activity situation. The door just swung open because I was like, Hugh Hefner. <laughs> oh fuck that! Oh god. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, but yeah. People it looks like people care more about like inanimate objects over protests over real issues and dead people that hurt people that are alive. So <laughs> <laughs> just because you're dead doesn't mean you weren't an asshole. Right. Damn. Exactly. We equally hate Mike you as much. <laughs> like I, I, I will be interested to see how people react after like Trump, um, after he dies. We'll see how. We'll see how people react to that and if he gets sanitized anyway, because that happens all the time. Like, oh, this terrible person was terrible and they died, but all of a sudden, yeah. like, we like are gonna be like, oh, rest in peace, this person who was actually horrible. You know, I said it a few episodes ago that uh, Trump, you know, he's gonna be known as like the funniest president. You know, like because mm -hmm. of all these things that are happening is kind of just outrageous. But um, I really do think that like he, no, all jokes aside, like. How how I said it earlier. How is he still in office? Is I could pull up. I could pull up like every single week. It's something. You know, every single week it's something. How is he still there? Question: Would you say that Trump is washed? <laughs> oh man, um, I, I wouldn't say that Trump is washed, but his his supporters are for sure. As you suspected, all these listeners, we are bringing back the wash or not segment. The illustrious wash or not. So we've collected more things to, to for us to decide whether or not it's washed or not. And in case you're not familiar with this term, like I was not, 
episodes ago. What does washed mean? Wash is wash is like another word for being old, for being done, for being cooked. You know what I mean? For like just it's over. It's time to hang it up. Retired, you know? All the So Trump supporters apparently are washed. But what about hashtags? All right. So this is the thing about hashtags, right? I feel like hashtags should be kept just on Instagram. So I'm asking this because I'm asking this because when I first joined Twitter like a couple months ago, I noticed that no one uses hashtags in their posts. Mm -hmm. But somehow people are able to like track them down. You don't need hashtags, just keywords. So when would you use a hashtag? On Twitter? I guess on anything. Okay, so on Facebook, if you use hashtags still, like just catch these hands because like either either wrap it up and like consider yourself washed or catch these hands because that's like dumb. That's what that's real washed. Like if you use hashtags on Facebook, that's real washed. On Instagram, it's acceptable. Oh that yeah, I use. I use hashtags on my post. That's like 100% necessary for yeah, it's, it's the number one way of networking on Instagram. Mm-hmm. It, honestly, like you probably do have better reaction off of hashtags than paying for promotion on Instagram, to be real. Hmm. On Twitter, like hashtags is used for jokes, like, or or for certain like topics. For example, like really big topics, really, like really, really, really big topics. Yeah, like when whenever the, the the presidential debates were going on, like that was a hashtag if you wanted to read everything about the presidential debate. You know what I mean? Like things like that, I get it. But like don't use hashtags like you use on Instagram. When you post a picture, you put like curly, like <laughs> curly cur- curly brown. <laughs> Hashtag Asian. I've done that before. Yeah. Like, if it's a picture of me, hashtag Asian. Hashtag swag. <laughs> hashtag fashion Nova. I see all those things, and, like, I just block every one of them. <laughs> but, okay, Instagram, it's, it's fine. What about, so Twitter, you don't. Yeah, no, it's 100. It's, it's, 100 it's not 100% watched on Twitter because, like, it's, it's used for, like, funny funny stuff. Like, you know what I mean? If you, ever, if, you want, if you ever want a quick laugh, just look at the hashtag Wilson versus Tinder. Thank me later. It's used for things like that, but like I won't use it to, like I do on Instagram, where like it's just for everything. You know what I mean? You put mm-hmm. a hashtag. Mm-hmm. On Facebook, it's just absolutely not. Don't use it. Don't use it. <laughs> Wise words. Yeah. All right. So, um, don't point at me. What? <laughs> Doing all that, waving your finger at me like, like if I didn't know I was next. Don't don't, don't cut this out, man. <laughs> all right. So cable TV, is that washed or not? I don't know. Like people tell me that millennials don't use cable, so I guess it's washed, but I and okay, I enjoy having cable though. Like I yeah, I admit like most of my TV watching is from like streaming services like Netflix and stuff, but I love having cable. Lot <laughs> of SVU comes on, I'll get a marathon. Like it, it's different. It's different when like you see you stumble upon a show that you like. <laughs> Versus choosing it because it's like, wow, what a treat! Like, thank you, universe, for lining my schedules up with your TV schedule. Um, <laughs> well, I never looked at it that way. <laughs> yeah, it's like when your list. I mean, the like. Okay, actually, this brings me to the next. But I'm not going to do the one I was going to do, but I'm going to. I'm going to listening to the radio. But I, I listen to the radio still. And if a song comes on like Bodak Yellow, I can easily play that song on my phone. But if it comes on the radio, it's like the stars have aligned. Yo, so 
I, I know people like that. Like, oh, they get so excited when they hear a song that we just heard. Like, but if it comes on on the radio instead of like you playing it. <laughs> do you think? Do you think cable is washed? Um, no, I don't think it's washed. I think cable's still very necessary. Like, streaming services are taking over, but there's still a lot of things that streaming services can't provide for like the right price. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, wa I like having cable for like award shows too. See, that, that's watched. If, we, if you want some award shows, <laughs> award shows is watched. That's, that's okay. But I, well, I just watch it for fun so I can like live tweet jokes. Okay. I just try to make fun of everything. See, watching award shows on Twitter, that's the wave. That's the wave. But watching yeah. award shows on TV, nah. I don't care. I. I enjoy it. I don't I, as long as you go in knowing that like this is all stupid, then it's not washed. <laughs> That's me declaring that is not washed. Okay. Um. So circling back, the radio, listening to the radio, like actual FM radio. Do you think is it washed? washed? Yeah. No. 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 It's you don't not think washed. so? No. No. The the radio business is still very important. I think that it depends on what you're listening to, though. If you listen to talk radio, you're washed. And possibly, well, I was gonna say possibly racist because I was thinking of uh, Rush Limbaugh, but there's plenty of, there's like, that was stupid. There's plenty of like good talk radio. Yeah, that, I was gonna say, yeah. The, like yeah. NPR, but is NPR washed? <laughs> NPR is not washed. Come on. No, 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 it's not washed. But um, I actually I, I like. Because I listen to it, so it might be. <laughs> a couple of years ago, I posted a status because like, I. I used to be on the board of directors for WNF and they would constantly be talking about like how we need to bring in younger listeners, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, do other young people actually listen to the radio or is it just me? So I post a status and like most people, I got, I don't know, I got like 30 responses, I mean, but mm -hmm. most, most people said like, no, I don't like ads or why would I like, I'm just put on Spotify. Like most people said they didn't listen to the radio. Listen, I, I, I think that like, the the radio right it wouldn't necessarily there's, there's like a thin line right of what's younger and what's not because i feel like radio listeners for like younger is like 25 to 30 right 25 to 30. Yeah. anything before 25 though you're probably not going to get listening to the radio so does that mean we're washed for listening to the radio no because i still think that like the radio is a very important important business you know what i mean it's not it's not like it's like wash wash you know what i mean because we were listening to it when we were 21. it's just it, it's just now a streaming services and beats like radio channels on streaming services that's kind of taken away but not yet i feel like it'll it will be washed though soon not yet though mm. a quick shout out to a homie from saint pete drew garabo he got a, a talk show talk show out there a very very controversial show that you know it's, it kind of embodies what this podcast is about, low key. And he he has a talk show that's not that's kind of washed. I told him that like I, I can't listen to that shit because like <laughs> I can't listen to that shit when I was driving home and I lived in Tampa because like yo, it's it's washed. All right, so cat, what about people like describing? What about the the concept of describing people as millennium millennials? Is that washed? Describing people as millennials. So yeah. I feel like the only time people talk about millennials is when they're ranting about millennials. And I feel like people that normally rant about millennials 
our older people ranting about the younger generation. <laughs> see, see the counter argument to that though is like you got a lot of millennials saying that millennials are better than the old people. But do they use the word millennials? No, they don't. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, like working in marketing and like working at like the radio station when we're trying to appeal to younger people, they I, I always hear the word like millennials thrown out. Like, what do these millennials want? What do they want? And it's when it's like really amusing being part of this like elusive demographic that people are constantly trying to figure out. That's kind of cool. <laughs> like I'm an enigma, okay? But two, it's like I feel I don't know. Are we that complicated? That well, first of all, I feel like everybody at that radio station is kind of old, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but, a lot, um, most of them. <laughs> no, I, I I don't think we're that complicated. We're not any more complicated than people that were born in the seventies, to be honest. Like, I just don't, I feel like thinking that people that are younger th than you are like so complicated, not under, not easy to understand. Why, are, that, that's kind of like a wash thing. Cause why are you making us seem like so alien to you just cause we're younger? Right. I mean, yeah, we did grow up with like different technology and like there's different perspectives and stuff. I don't know, we're not aliens. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, the only one that's left. Is actually one that you wanted to ask me, and I'm insulted that you Yo, wanted to ask like, this. Real quick before I ask you though, how do you how come you spell karaoke wrong again? Did I again. really? <laughs> Are you sure? Facts, you did. Oh my god! Hold on, I'm googling it right now. <laughs> You're right. Oh my god. All right, so cat, since you spelled it wrong. For being such a such a fan of it, how do you keep spelling it wrong? <laughs> like, is karaoke wash or not? <laughs> First of all, I I don't know honestly why I can't spell karaoke right. And two, um, karaoke is not wash. I don't care what the facts and the data says if that word exists. <laughs> karaoke is not wash because it's so much fun. It's so fun. No, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, First of all, I'm not gonna lie because karaoke is washed, and I, <laughs> and I am washed for liking karaoke. I'm openly and manly washed. What makes it washed? Just because like older people like washed, older people like karaoke too. Okay, karaoke. If you took if you take the wash meter of like zero to ten, zero being like anything regular, right, and ten being bingo, like karaoke is like a seven. It's what? like, it's real close to bingo. <laughs> it's real, real close to bingo night. Um, okay, but I don't think you can shout DMX sounds at bingo, okay? That's, that's why it's not all the way there. But like, when you think about karaoke, right? Like you, you mentioned earlier, um, before we started recording, that you're taking your mom to karaoke night. When, when, you, when you're going with your mom, how many songs are you doing that came out in the 2010s? See that's that the thing. <laughs> like, that, that's the thing. Like, like it's all oldies. Like everybody does like old songs, and like it's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just you gotta accept it for what it is. I'm openly admitting that I'm washed for liking karaoke that one time that we went, which we um one day. appreciating the classics does not make you washed. You could appreciate it, but performing at a karaoke, <laughs> I don't know. They. I were also, my mom's probably also going to do some Filipino ballads, so I'm excited for that. 
you can never take away the ballads from a from a tita from a filipino mom um well yeah i don't care if i if you know maybe if i could have gone into this stupid Bruno mars concert i wouldn't have to be washed is Bruno yeah. is Bruno mars concerts washed no clearly not because it's sold out i'm so bitter i am going to like watch the goofy movie so i can figure out how they snuck into the am stadium <laughs> Oh, and man. then I'm gonna. My mom, she does Zumba, so I'm gonna like tell her to teach me her Zumba moves, so that when we got when we fall onto stage where Bruno Mars is, we can do like a choreographed number, and then Bruno Mars will be like, "Oh my god!" and then we'll do it together too, like in the movie, Goofy movie. And the security I'm, comes and like tackles you guys down. <laughs> this is how desperate I am. If anybody is listening and does not want to go to the Bruno Mars concert for some reason, please sell me your tickets. Please. <laughs> Do it for well, my mom. I, I'm not gonna lie, like Kat, Kat has been asking for these tickets for months. Cat Kat asked me, actually, Kat has been asking me for these tickets since before we met. <laughs> since before we met. Okay, clearly we had wait, like met in person? Yeah. Oh yeah, that's probably true. I know, yeah, I remember it's it hundred percent true. I remember asking you because I was really nervous. I was like, "Man, he's gonna hate me if I like ask him about this." I don't, I don't want to like be taking, be the person that like is constantly no, taking like, and asking. But I was here, desperate. Here's this person that I've never met before, <laughs> asking me if I can get her uh, Bruno Martins, and I tried. That's the thing. I tried. You did, and I appreciate that. And you know what? I asked again today. <laughs> So desperate. See, if it wasn't, if it was just me that wanted to go, I, I would have given up like a long time ago. But it's for my mom. If it was just you, I would have got did. you a ticket. But I oh. told you it was only one. Yeah. That, yeah. I don't even think that's available anymore. That's okay. It's it's because you know it's when you want to like do something for your for your parents. And it's like they deserve so much more than just a concert ticket. You, you do it. You you want to give them the world, but the Rito Mars concert would probably been the closest thing. Am I making anyone sad? Well, is this touching your heart? Can you give me a Bruno Mars ticket? <laughs> you you, you got to put a, a little bit of a sad music in the background to this. Mm -hmm. Speaking of Bruno Mars and the Goofy movie, our official Legit Jams playlist volume four is out now. Um, we got a song from the Goofy movie and a song from Bruno Mars on the playlist. Yeah. the. The eye to eye song. That's <laughs> trying to sing it, but I didn't remember that word. And then so now I'm just screeching. But um, what's the word? What's the what? Is, how does the song go? And maybe love is a reason why. That song. It's in. It's in the playlist. <laughs> it's in the playlist. It's, a great, it's a great song. It's a great song. It's a banger. It is an ultimate banger. It's a great movie. Um, I think the Goofy movie was way ahead of its time. I think so, too. Uh, but, yeah, check it out. Volume 4 is out now. Hit the follow button. So, And if you liked our other playlists, they're still, on, they're still available on our Spotify channel. But you just have to, like, go to our channel and, like, see it. Yeah, so make sure you follow us on Spotify, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, but this wraps this episode up. Episode nine. Sheesh. 
Mm -hmm. Can't believe it. Keep a lookout for um, a live recording of Officially Legit coming out soon. Thank you for those that voted that said that they would enjoy watching us actually record a live episode where we'll take your commentary and answer questions, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. I got to think about, I feel like we should do that after I come back from uh, Rolling Loud. Yeah. We'll see. It's something we're that it right. is in the works. Yeah, no, we're, we're playing it right for sure. Um, but yeah, keep on the lookout for that. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at Too Official Too Legit, SoundCloud and iTunes at Officially Legit. You know, I realize every week I, I advertise that, but how else would they listen to this? <laughs> <laughs> I've thought about that. I thought about that too. Not gonna lie. <laughs> Make sure you uh, follow me on Snapchat, Twitter, Instagram, all your hilarious takes and savagery on a weekly and daily basis at WZ Happening. And if you love this podcast, please share with your friends, tell them about it. And you can find me on the interwebs on Twitter and Instagram at Catlim Design and on Facebook under Catlim. Thanks for listening, everybody. See you guys next week.